This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Disney's Robin Hood. Oodalali. The animated Oodalali. film came out in 1973. Uh, voices, I don't know who these people are. Roger Miller, <laughs> Peter Ustinov, Terry Thomas, Brian Bedford, Monica Evans, Phil Harris, and others. So, so you probably recognize a lot... Well, you, you would probably recognize a lot of these people if you saw them in real life, Jeff, or at least in other movies as live actors, because a lot of these guys are from westerns. Yeah, they they sound. I have what actually one of my topics. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they definitely sounded like voices that would come from that that era, uh, but I don't recognize the names. No, one, two of these guys have cowboy hats on in their pictures. <laughs> yeah, IMDb, they do. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can't tell me that Pat Buttram is not in westerns. <laughs> that's a real name that's his name oh and man he's got a hat with a little string around his neck and handkerchief around his neck yeah some mad police officer gave him that mate his great great grandfather in that name yeah. at ellis island well no this goes because golly he's sheriff of nottingham kind of you know that I, that's not the right voice <laughs> that was, george, was that george lucas <laughs> oh nutsy yeah it's that but it's that draw yeah uh, yeah yeah I right. know why your mother named you Nutsy. Anyway, uh, this, obviously this came out before any of us were alive. Uh, so Before Star like, Wars, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Alex, this is your movie. Uh, what's the first time you ever watching it? I remember watching this on VHS as a kid. Uh, yep. it, it was one of those when Disney had those giant just plastic cases for that. <laughs> I don't know how anything could be bigger than a VHS tape, but the giant plastic cases that it came in sure were. It was like a, a piece of the Encyclopedia Britannica every time you put those things away. But anyways, yeah, I watched it. Uh, I loved it ever since. Like, I think more than any other Disney movie, it's the, the most fun for me to watch. It's very it's the most entertaining one in my book. Okay. Um, Scott? So, a lot like Alex. Uh, watched it a ton as a kid on VHS. And those giant VHS covers, or <laughs> with the cases. They always creak when you open them. Like, yeah. So, so it was like, yeah, they had like this weird, like plastic lining that there's just a hallmark of, of electronics for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Like old computer games where they had the giant boxes. It was because of stuff like this. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. All right, mine's similar. I don't know if we had the white box for this i know my grandma would record stuff from like the disney channel back in the day and this would be one of them and we did not have this but she had it so like that was you know go to grandma's house and watch robin hood that's how i remember it and i agree going uh looking back on it uh, this probably was my one of my favorite ones and i it to me it was up there with uh pinocchio and dumbo and alice and you find out later that's not the case it's a uh, a little bit lost and forgotten in the world of Disney cartoons. But. I know, right? Yeah, such a shame. So, before we get into it, I was thinking about that. So I did a little research. Now, I don't know. This is from the internet. Some guys or some pages 
theory, not theory, but their how they break down the eras of Disney. And I've read also that that's disputed. So we're just going to go by this one. So there's the okay. Golden Age, 1937 to 1942. Right. Um, this is going to give you your Snow White, your Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, Bambi. Right. That, those are classics, mm-hmm. right? Right. No one can argue any of those. Then, and that's all Walt Disney, heavy Walt Disney involvement. Then they have what's called the wartime era. This is 43 to 49. And this is like, oh, these are like the Mexican parrots and shit. This is Saludos Amigos, the three Caballeros. Make, woo! <laughs> make <laughs> mine music, melody time, fun and fancy free, and Ichabod and the Mr. Toad. So... Okay. Wind in the, Wind the Willows seen... is the only one that kind of survived all that. Which one did you say? Wind in the Willows. Yeah, that was going to say the only one I remember, and it's for me the one I really remember is the Headless Horseman because that's part of this. I know so, that was okay, so cool. Yeah. I haven't seen Wind in the Willows though. I should really get on that. I mean, I, I, I do remember the Three Caballeros. So, yeah, I got that one. Yeah. I remember the, seeing three it. Three Caballeros. And then. You don't remember Donald going to a beach and sexually harassing a bunch of women? I don't. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Because he did. All Anyways. Right. So now the war is over, and I guess you can put more money back into movies. And so we have 50 to 59, which they're calling the Silver Age. And this is Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady in the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, Sword in the Stone, and The Jungle Book. I think those have all survived, some more than others. Like, Sword in the Stone has kind of fallen away a little bit, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady and the Tramp, Hunter One, a little bit, but still good ones. I think when you think Disney, everyone knows what those are. Now we yeah. get to the Bronze Age. <laughs> I, like it. I like it's going backwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah and this is 70 through 88, so 18 years. And this is through our childhood. This is when Disney should be the you know the most impactful in our lives. You have the Aristocats, yeah. Robin Hood, Winnie yeah. the Pooh, yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. Rescuers. Okay. Oh, yeah. I love the Rescuers. Fox and the Hound, Black Cauldron, the Great Mouse Detective, and Oliver and Company. See, I don't really like Oliver and Company, but the Great Mouse Detective, the Great Mouse Detective, that's a mouthful, is uh, pretty good. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe they made a, a Black Cauldron adaptation by the way i didn't find that out until i was an adult yeah right because <laughs> i because i read the books as a kid so it's funny i actually read that fan of the whole fantasy series I had no idea that there was any kind of uh, movie or animation with it oh i remember seeing that in the movie theater i remember seeing mm-hmm. that in the movie theater and fox and the hound i've never seen fox and the hound yeah, i don't it's remember sad. it but i saw it in the theater yeah that's what i remember too yeah but so from this list these are definitely not disney staples right i mean no 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 no, nah, I mean, Winnie the Pooh, I guess, is the biggest staple mm-hmm. <laughs> of this list. Um, and then hey, you the have... Rescuers got a, uh, got a sequel, so... That's, That's true. true. Yeah. Then they have the Disney Renaissance. It's 89 through 99. And this is Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Hunchback, Tarzan, Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Mulan, Pocahontas, Hercules, Lion King. So so was, was Little Mermaid first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's feel... the one that Eisner... Right? When he was uh, holding the reins, like all these are thinking during under his yeah. reign. I, I, f- I feel like the tail in there they started to drop off again. At least they did in yeah. quality. Hercules, uh, 
What was at the end? That was uh, I, I like Hercules. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not commenting personally, but like just kind of the the general kind of take on all those. Yeah. No, if you go, it goes Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. Those are the first four. And that's, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be downhill from there. Then you get Pocahontas yeah. and start, you know, it does hunchback. What, what was what the, uh, Atlantis my... or Atlanta or uh, what was it called? Oh, that's later. That's, that's probably later. what, the, the okay. paper age? Yeah. So now it's the... <laughs> the rock age. Yeah. So now, yeah, this Dude is post-Renaissance era, 2000 to 2009, Emperor's New Groove. Home on the Range, Bolt, Nature Calls, slash Brother Bear, Chicken Little, Dinosaur, Fantasia 2000, Lilo and Stitch, Atlantis, Meet the Robinsons, Treasure Planet. Wow, I think Lilo and Stitch was the only <laughs> I know. hit I out of all those. Oh, that's what one of my uh, college professors said. And he used to work as a layout artist for Disney. And he had this theory. It's like, you know what? Disney doesn't have hits unless they have, like, big, cute, furry animals with big eyes. <laughs> I mean, look at Lion King, and then Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Let me, Jeff, let me, before you jump on to the next age, uh-huh. let, let me yeah. guess about the movie that kind of brought things back. Was it, was it Tangled? Um, yes, but what I was going to say is, so, at the end of the Renaissance period is also in parallel. This is Pixar starting up, right? So, 95 yeah. is okay. Toy yeah, yeah. Story. So, you kind of have in parallel, and that's what's changing things. So Pixar was doing all that stuff while Disney was still doing the old school animation. And then, yeah, the revival era as Tangled, Frozen, Wreck-It Ralph, uh, Big Hero 6, Princess and the Frog, which I think is still the old style, right? Yeah, that yeah. Was the la- I think their last 2D movie. Is it cell-shaded? Or not cell-shaded, but cell-animated? <laughs> nah, it was all digital, I believe. Now it's all digital, but yeah. I don't know if there are any cells of that one. All right. So I just want to bring this up is that we didn't grow up in the worst generation because I think the 2000 to 2009, <laughs> at least for Disney movies. Now, you had Pixar going on then, so good on them. And they had yeah. DreamWorks had some decent stuff in there, too. <laughs> but as far as Disney, that seems to be the worst. At least we had Robin Hood. <laughs> and mm-hmm. what else did I say was in this one? Uh, uh Fox Jungle Book. So, so no, yeah, Fo- Fox. Yeah, so it, it's funny. Fox Animation, like they basically imploded, and they went under in early two thousands. Uh, was was it Titan Titan A? Titan A was, was supposed, her yeah, I was supposed to say like either gonna save or break the studio, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was the last of Don Bluth. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it was a good movie. I, yeah, I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't it wasn't what they needed. So yeah, was that and then yeah, like Jeff saying, the the Disney kind of stinking it up for a while, opened the door to DreamWorks to get a, a foothold in the in the market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not right, that they make fun. great stuff too, but <laughs> yeah. So back to Robin Hood. That's that's why I think it's lesser known because it comes in that Bronze Age, but it's still not bad, and I think that's why we like it because that was our age, you know, one of the newer ones for us. And just wanted to kind of get it out there because I found it interesting. Mm-hmm. So Alex, since this is uh, your topic, why don't you go? We go our countdown seven list items. Go boom. Uh, my number seven is my only gripe with this movie, and it's a very tiny, like nitpicky type of thing. But you know, at the beginning. Where they're showing the characters and then they're showing the names of, oh, this is so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Like Friar Tuck, he's a badger and he's played by this person. Mm-hmm. The the bright yellow text just annoys the hell out of me. And the font <laughs> choice okay. is awful. 
it doesn't fit with like the storybook theme that they're going with everything and it it just seems like they slapped it on at the end because they're probably running way behind on schedule and they needed the movie out so eh, it's yeah it's my only gripe with this movie so i had to i had to put it in there yeah i didn't care for the intro credits too that was when i rewatched it i was like yeah i don't like this it doesn't feel like a disney movie to me um not necessarily mm. what you're talking about but that whole this as the badge like I don't, is there any other disney movie where they have credits like that there probably is. I can't, I can't movies, think of any. But, yeah, yeah I can't think of one. So rare. I mean, it all it, it all kinds of it kind of reeks of like producers, people not the actual animators going. We need to explain things to the audience. Yeah, maybe they wanted to cash in on the big stars. Yeah, could be. At the time, mm-hmm. that's what's gonna say. I don't know any of them, but at the time, people <laughs> yeah. could have known who they were. All right, Scott, number seven. Okay. So, number seven, I was, it was a small thing, but it jumped out at me as, we, as I was watching it uh, during the archery competition. Everybody has their own shooting styles, which I thought was really cool, uh, based on their own, uh, like, their, the, what kind of animal they were, their, yeah, their yeah. physiology. Uh, but I, what I really liked how the, the dog kept blowing <laughs> up his head before he shot. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's such an awesome detail. Like, just a, such a small thing. But he would just, like, line up a shot and then blow up his hair and shoot. I think he, they only show him doing that once or twice. Yeah. But it, <laughs> but it totally, like, stuck with me as I watched it again. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. So, like, because it was so, such a small, like, throwaway thing, but they, you know, just a level of attention that was really cool for animation. Mm-hmm. That's my number seven. All right. Nice. Um, my number seven's a nitpick, and I will say I was a little let down. Why I used to love it, and it wasn't in some parts. Kind of this took a little step back for me in my view. This was like the holiest of holes, and I was like, "Yeah." I didn't mean to quote a Pulp Fiction right there, by the way. Um, <laughs> totally inappropriate for what the movie we're talking about. Yeah. The animation, where I want to say, like this, you can see like sketch lines, and I, I guess that's the style they were going for. But I, yeah, there was a new system that they were employing. I yeah, think. and I just yeah. didn't like it. It looked bugged me. It's not as pure, or as clean as the older ones or the newer ones. Like it's something. It just looked like it was incomplete. And I don't know if that's just if they were going for that specific style or if it's a side effect of that specific style. But I just it did kind of bug me. So um, this is me being Alex and nitpicking animation or style. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. So Alex, number seven, six. Uh, my number six is uh, back to the intro of the movie. I actually liked that when they showed all the animations just on black blank paper. Uh, because out of context, it's kind of like a little nice uh, foreshadowing. So when I found myself, it's like, oh, this is that part where they were showing in the intro. Or this part when they were showing in the intro. I kind of enjoyed like remembering those shots. It was a good, like, uh, well, yeah, just a little good foreshadowing moment. Okay, cool. Scott, number six. Okay. Uh, so my number six is... Uh, I don't know if I call it a nitpick, necessarily, but just something I thought was really weird watching it again. And something I probably did You didn't... got a boner for Maid Marian? Well, yeah. I wouldn't call that weird. <laughs> that's, that's my number one, anyways. Uh, anyway. What was weird is that it looked like lipstick. <laughs> the boy's wearing lipstick. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> Dog boners. <Come> on. <laughs> yes, I get it. <laughs> the red, the red rocket. Uh, this, so number six is the whole minstrel narrator thing. 
the it, it, it first of all it stank of like the sixties. Um and there was there was some of that too with some of the, the song and dance kind of numbers that they had. Early seventies. Yeah. But it was some like the sixties carried over is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh but uh yeah, the narrator's weird, like you just address the audience and you know, I, I realized that they weren't going for everybody having a British accent in this, so it was okay. that part it was okay, I guess. But he, but he had this kind of Jimmy Dean vibe to him. <laughs> it was just really bizarre. It was just like a bizarre tonal choice for, for what was going on here. Uh, I don't know. It was just really weird to me. I don't know how to really uh, put words to it. But yeah, that's my number six. Okay. So my last nitpick, and you just kind of touched on it, is the accents were all over the place. And as a kid, I didn't <laughs> recognize it. But now, it's just like, okay, Robin Hood's full-on British. But Little John is not. I mean, Little John sounds like John Wayne to me in this movie. He's Baloo. <laughs> and it's just, it. I don't know. I guess I was trying to find if there was a, like, okay, is it just the who's English? Like, okay, the Empire, they all speak with British accents and sometimes Princess Leia, but the rest are American. This was like, okay, well, who's British? And Prince was, right, I think, and the Snake, and that was it, and Robin Hood. No, I don't think even the prince was British. Yeah, because yeah. he's he's speaking weirdly, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was weird. Who cares? I know, like you just mentioned, Scott, but it was something that I had to write down as a little nitpick, especially when the two best buddies are just sitting there, and it, it's totally like you said with the minstrel. Well, I'm a minstrel, which is you know old. I think old Europe, but then he's talking and singing like country too. Like this is the good old boys. Like that's how yeah. it was just felt all <laughs> over. Never meaning no harm. Oodle lala, oodle lala, gala, what a day. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so that's my number six. Uh, Scott, or Alex, number five. My number five is Prince John. <laughs> he's great. What an awesome character. He's a really good, snabling villain. That has some pretty solid ideas, but they just, <laughs> they never pan out because Robin Hood is just too good. They gave him just so much character. And he, uh, I forget who he's voiced by. But uh, Peter Ustinov. Thank you. He did such a great job. Going from angry to like sniveling to like sucking his thumb. It's like, oh, mommy. <laughs> I've fantastic. got a dirty thumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was good. I agree with you. He's like that. the crown, that one moment where he puts on the crown, but it falls, and then he just bleh, straightens out his ears yeah. <laughs> because his crown is too big. Yep. It's great. Long live King, long live King Richard. All right. Scott, number five. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> five is that, that whole super depressing... <laughs> uh, going, this goes back to the minstrel, too. Uh, yeah. The not Nottingham song, yeah, and the the part, and I, I remembered this from from watching it as a kid too, um, as it happened when the uh, when the when the mice are like starving, and the the way they draw and they're all scraggly, and then the the crumb drops, and then I don't know if it was a rabbit or or whatever, but like picks it up and hands it to the mouse, and then the mouse like breaks up the crumb and hands it out to the other for, yeah. like fuck, this is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Imagine, I can't. I'm trying to remember like how I would have felt as a kid, and it couldn't have been any better. So I, I remember being sad as a kid. And when it came on, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is the sad part." Yeah. Yeah. Who even gets to the part where he robs him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
He taxed him to prison. <laughs> that bastard. Yeah, I know. All right, uh, my number five, and this is one of the reasons I loved the, this movie as a kid, is I, I always preferred Disney movies where animals were the main characters and not humans, I guess. Yeah, big, cute, fuzzy animals with big yeah. eyes. Yeah, but you already mentioned that. And I did like that. I think, <laughs> But also, I mean, all those movies I listed, they're all <laughs> girl movies. They're all princesses and stuff. This is, besides, I guess, Peter Pan uh, maybe, and Jungle Book. So I don't know, just maybe for some reason, but that was the animals again, besides Mowgli. And so, I don't know, I just, I liked it. Later on, like I always said, Lion King was the best, and there was the animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really dug that, and I liked having, like, I didn't know, like, Sheriff looked like a bear to me, too. I didn't know until this that he was a badger. I forgot that. Like, I was, <laughs> thought he was another big bear. The, sh- the Sheriff, I thought he was like a wolf. Yeah, I thought it was a wolf, too. I thought he said badger. Who the? No, the so badger was, was fire, oh, fire, fire Tuck. tuck. Yeah. No, he was a mole, wasn't he? No. He's no, a badger. Okay. Well, we don't need no stinking badgers. Yeah, I was reading the trivia. Uh, Friar Tuck. Okay, you're right. Yeah, originally Friar Tuck was supposed to be a pig when they were designing him, but then they decided that some people in the church might think that's offensive, so they made him a badger instead. <laughs> okay. They just badges people for money. Whoa. Oh, man, when he takes the little mouse's coin. Oh, God, that's such a... That yeah. was a little knock-on religion right there. Oh, give it to old poor Prince John. No, not the sheriff. This was the Friar Tuck. Yeah, yeah. Don't... not Keep oh. it, keep it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He yeah. didn't say, no, keep it. He takes it and puts it in the poor box. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> you're worse than the sheriff. <laughs> and if he wouldn't have took it, they still would have had it. What a little jerk. All right, uh, Alex, number four? Yeah. My number four is that I like that this is, isn't really a musical like a lot of the other Disney movies. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, orchestrated, like, dance number where everybody explains something to the audience and the main character through song. Like, some, a lot of the, most of the songs just make sense within the uh, narration of the story. I know, like, the, the minstrel and stuff start singing, yeah, you know, narration, stuff like that. But then the big dance number is actually happens at a party, like, where it would make sense, where everybody's, like, singing and dancing and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. I like that. I agree, and I think that's another reason why I like this more as a kid, because I did like the singing stuff in the Disney movies. So, I agree. Scott, number four. Okay. So, my number four is the the runaway tent gag <laughs> I mean at some uh, points yeah. it's, it's a little a little heavy handed at points when there's like train sound effects and shit but uh, yeah that, that whole sequence was, was pretty hilarious like and then there was some there was actually some some very clever uh, shots too of animation like uh, when they're going up and down the alley the first time from like a first person perspective and for no real reason but all the, the different characters are like Going back and forth across the, <laughs> the yeah. through the tents at the same time, um, the way uh, little John and the sheriff like keep looking at each other, like, like they, both of them are like, "Holy shit! Like, I can't believe this is happening." <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that whole the whole scene was good. Like, that whole sequence was like that, that was like the the biggest action sequence of the whole movie, pretty much, other than the, the very end when when Robin is trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, then that there's the, the the whole football thing, which also felt kind of weird, but but I liked it. 
Well, it was the style at the time. Wasn't the Super Bowl all the rage back then? <laughs> yes. The the foosballs. Like now. And yeah. They're playing the, the USC fight song, by the way. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I didn't even pick up yeah. on that. So, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, the the, uh, the whole tent thing uh, was it was about as far as they pushed it, like as far as being, you know, wacky cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I liked it. I enjoyed it. Me too. A little more is about to say that later. Uh, my number four is uh, the robbing of the prince. And I, there's two times they do it. I think I like the first one, like the beginning of the movie, where they dress as gypsies and you know, racist and fe- <laughs> female gypsies. I'm going to say it. Who cares? And uh, and like the females wouldn't rob us. I just looked that line. And just, <laughs> yeah. I just and I just remember as a kid, like, oh, he's he's putting gold in his boobs and whatever, just being stupid and. And the snake, they totally knowing everything, and Prince John just sitting on him and telling him to shut up. And everything. So I liked it. Uh, yeah, yeah, some I'll, some lines of that like came back to me like before they said it. I'm like, oh, he's gonna just say the like sweet sweet charity or the solid gold hubcaps. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's a good point, Scott. There was a lot of these things where I was saying them right before they happened. I'm like, how do I know this? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Alex, number three. Uh, speaking of which, number three is Little John. Man, he's got some good lines in this, and it was just brilliantly performed. The the voice acting and the animation. Agreed. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, my favorite line, I think, has to be when he's pretending to be uh, a high lord at the archery contest. The Duke <laughs> of Chutney. Yeah. <laughs> Duke of Chutney, and he sits down on his, and he's like, he took my seat. We'll go find another one. He has beat it. Be gone, long one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it makes me laugh. Oh, so good. And right before that, he was about to kiss uh, Prince John's head. He's like, let me lay some protocol on you. <laughs> and Prince John's like, oh, no, no. I seem to lose more rings that way. <laughs> That's right. Callback. Uh, so, yep. So good, and he's such a loyal friend to Robin. Uh, it was heartbreaking when, at the very spoiler alert, at the very end, when Robin got shot through the when he was in the moat and stuff, and tears started welling up in his eyes. And, I mean, I knew the ending, of course, he's gonna be fine, but I still it still t- well up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, mm-hmm. Scott, number three. Okay, uh, number three is. Uh... The the other heist, Jeff, okay. the uh, the robbing of uh, Prince John's room. Uh, <laughs> there isn't the, just the the way that they do it, where they hook up the, the basically the clothesline and just start sending the money out. Like it, it all starts with a shot of him sleeping in his room, and there's just these these bags of money just everywhere. Uh, and you you get a, a few more Prince Prince John gags. He keeps waking up to do various things and uh, his sleeping at the the foot of the bed in like a cradle. <laughs> that was weird, but it's funny. Uh, but yeah, just just the them shooting the arrows to the window and Robin starts tying the money. And they start sending it through. Uh, I just remember that strongly uh, from watching it as a kid, and I uh, still enjoyed it now. 100% agree, and I was upset. Like, if that one coin didn't fall out and hit him, everyone would have known. Yeah. 
Or if Robin Hood wasn't so damn greedy. <laughs> that just, too. It, there's only one bag left. Just let have it. Nope. <laughs> he's clutching it. <laughs> he's, Prince John is clutching it and he just has to get that bag. <laughs> oh, Robin Hood. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number three is I did like the voices. They felt... I, I, we kind of mentioned at the very beginning. I don't know who any of these people are, but I recognize them all and they seemed... To fit accents aside, um, especially like uh, you mentioned with Little John, um, the Sheriff, uh, Prince John, Robin, Maid Marian, they all seem to work. Like, to me, those, I think this movie's ruined Robin Hood in general because I want every movie that comes out to be like this and to be like these people, and they're not. And that always kind of, it's not as good to get Kevin Costner or whatever. Carrie always. <laughs> The Chaos is actually really good as Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, I know. It wasn't even a serious movie, yeah. Um, and I've only seen one of the Arrow, uh, Arrow Flynn once, and I didn't. I was, I was too young, and that movie's too old for me to, I guess, care or like it. Um, yeah. But just the voices, and, and not, not much more to say about it. Um, Alex, number two. My number two is the whole archery contest. Just fantastic. Robin's costume was <laughs> was pretty amazing. Uh, all the other characters that go into the archery contest, the turtle's dad, all their shooting styles, and even at the very end, this Robin Hood has to be the one with the best aim, because <laughs> the sheriff cheats. Of course, he tilts his arrow up, he shoots up into the air. Awesome. Robin shoots another arrow to correct the first one's trajectory right into the bullseye and splits the sheriff's arrow. You can't write that. Uh, well, they did. Yeah, I know. You can't ad lib <laughs> animation. I don't think. Uh, but yeah, no, and it's awesome. the, yeah, that starts off the whole uh, little John is like grabbing onto the Prince uh, John from behind the thing, putting a knife in his back to let Robin go after he's been found out. Then all the shenanigans break loose. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent agree. Scott, number two. Uh, number two. Uh, so I realize I left uh, voices off my list here, but uh, I guess that's how it's going to be. But uh, kind of that, <laughs> that same vein, though. Uh, I like the, again, the attention to detail. In so they they picked all the animals to the, the anthropomorphic animals to be the characters here. Just um, so how well they fit the the characters. Um, you know, all the models. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, they they. they don't just fit the voices, but like the the personality types, like the the way that the the sheriff is always super shifty. Uh, Prince John, like his, the, the animation they did for him is great, with the the crown being too big for his head. Uh, you know, uh, just the the two foxes, how how well they they fit in the world where uh, you know they they can't be as big as the the rhinos and the elephants. But they're still bigger, a lot bigger than the other animals because they're the the stars of the movie, really. Right. Um, little John being a, you know a physical presence and taking on like the the sheriff and uh, the the other large animals. What about the giant chicken? Yeah, the this chicken who's like judo chopping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I don't think that's allowed in football. Or <laughs> yeah. was it back then? Maybe. Was anything anything go anything went back then? <laughs> uh, yeah, cluck. Lady Cluck. Uh, yeah, just just they tend like the the mice are all like scrawny and meek and uh, just 
again, I just really liked how they, they fit each of the, the kind of stereotypes they, they made all these animals into the animation. Yep, I agree. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my number two is the intro with the song Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest and just the whole the song, Oodle whatever the hell it Oodle Day, and then the. Uh, <laughs> Being chased by the guys and just jumping and just swinging and just nothing, you know, be carefree. And then ending with the little talk about how they're getting better and it's cutting it too close and he has an arrow in his head. And, and then uh, little John asking, you know, being, being kind of meta, are we the good guys or are we the bad guys? And we're just borrowing the money. And stuff like that. So I like that, the whole intro like, and the song. Man, are we in debt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so... Oh, yep. It wasn't very musical, like you said, but that was, I just liked the intro. That brought me back right yeah. away. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. So, number one, Alex. Robin Hood, of course. Uh, I, I don't think I've seen the Errol Flynn Robin Hood, but out of all the other ones I've seen or all the other Robin Hood depictions that I know of, this one is just loving just being Robin Hood. You could tell that he loves the, the, the excitement and the risk of a heist and stealing stuff. You know, he he's not like Dower or, oh, I'm doing this to avenge, you know, the Loxley family name or bullshit like that. He just wants to steal stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't keep it, so I'm not doing anything wrong, but I love stealing. Yeah, there's, there's still that, that swashbuckling element to, to this that's miss, that, as Jeff said, is missing in Lady Robin Hood's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only stealing, but then handing it out, right, when he gives the, the kid has his present stolen. Uh, yeah. and, and he gives him the coin, helping out the other people, the uh, Friar Tuck or whatever. So, yeah, you get to see both sides of him here, which that's mm-hmm. what makes the character interesting. Yeah, it's awesome. And he's a terrible cook. That's right. Well, he's daydreaming about his girl. <laughs> Wait, That was an awesome dig that little John had on him. It's like, I mean, what do I got to offer a woman like that? Well, you can't cook for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to me how Maid Marian is related to... King Richard or Prince John? Yeah, that? don't think, don't think too hard about it, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Just like I was thinking, like it's very convenient that the two, the only two characters that have fallen in love in this movie are both foxes, <laughs> or they both belong to the same phylum or whatever the hell. It, you want to call okay. it? Yeah. Now, little John, I think, is in love with that chicken. Yeah, <laughs> that's up for debate. And that rhino fell in love with little John, so that hey. is true. Well, that was a singular same-sex attraction. <laughs> Still. <laughs> okay, uh, what are we on now? Number one's. Uh, yeah, number one. All right, whose is it? Out, Scott's? Uh, yeah. yeah, so, right. so number one is, is Prince John. Uh, you know, so so Alex liked uh, how this was his his Robin Hood. Uh, this is the the best Prince John. Um, you know, if, if Alan Rickman's character in uh, the Kevin Costner one had been Prince John instead of the sheriff, then maybe... <laughs> this would be a different conversation, but yeah, uh, you know, this is the Prince John, and yeah, they, just all the detail again of of his character, where uh, like the clothes he wears are always a little too big, um, the crown's too big, but the but the voice acting here is fantastic, um, just that that kind of uh, faux aristocratic uh, wine that he puts on everything. <laughs> Uh, you know, the, the kind of self-satisfied, 
smugness comes out too and uh-huh yeah uh-huh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> just him being indignant about certain things like he's getting the, the knife in the back and just him throwing tantrums in the like i said earlier i've got a dirty thumb <laughs> i cracked that made me laugh watching this again uh so yeah peter osanov does a this great job as as prince john here and uh yeah, he's he's the my, for me he's the the best character in the movie. All right, um, my number one is the archery tournament. I mean, you guys have both uh, already mentioned it, so not much more there. But just that entire set piece from him dressing up as a stork or a crow, whatever he is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be in it. Uh, the whole train football sequence they talked about. The little kids rooting for Robin Hood and the turtles sticking out his flag out of his head. His, Michelle, uh, all that, just the, the entire, entire thing. And as the biggest thing is Alex already mentioned, just how badass he was at archery, shooting his own arrow down, not even aiming at certain points. Classic, classic Robin Hood. Oh, Robin Hood. Well, I'm tip top, but I'm not as good as Robin Hood. <laughs> just lets, just lets one fly. Yeah. Another bullseye. Yeah. And uh, yeah, his his costume is really good. Yeah, he even had like a bird tongue in there. I'm not sure how that worked out. But... <laughs> just a leaf, probably. Okay. All right. Um, so that's it. You guys have any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, a, a few here. Um, the weird '70s music during the escape yeah. at the end <laughs> just felt so out of place. Like even so, they, there was kind of that twang to it, like when they were doing the 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 Phony King of England song, and like when the minstrel was singing the you know Little John Robin Hood ran through the forest. Like there, there was kind of that folksy kind of '70s '60s thing going for it. But the the stuff when they're running away was just like it was just weird. Like, it, it, and <laughs> I remember, I don't ever remember liking it. And I definitely didn't like it now. Uh, so there's <laughs> that. Um, uh, you guys mentioned Little John. Uh, uh, yeah, again, I really liked his voice. And if I had to do over again, I might have added that to the list. Um, and then just one weird thing. It's not really a nitpick, but why is Little John wearing a wig at the end when he's driving Marion and and, and Robin well, away? Yeah, he wants to get Probably. a use out of that costume one more time. I guess fancy. So well, the costume at the end, I did I did like the attention to detail that it actually fits. Like when he's yeah. wearing the one before, like the buttons barely hold up. But uh, yeah, why is he wearing the wig again? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he just wants to be fancy for his buddy's big day. I guess so. Look respectable, like yeah. <laughs> all right anything uh else alex yeah uh on the animation side this movie actually reused um not directly but they kind of traced over a lot of other frames of animation from older movies to save time and i think i don't know if it was a direct re- result of the process they were using but uh you know when you're under the gun and you want like non-essential shots that you need to fill out just get some old paper you know they traced out the timing and everything with all the other hands and just made them from animals from dwarves to animal hands i think the rabbit that was playing at the party was like the drummer from the aristocrats it looked like that so i was reading the the trivia and they like borrowed like whole scene from snow white um, yeah the dancing yeah the dancing yeah, yeah. Uh, uh yeah I, I i saw something too there about the aristocrats too yeah yeah i read mm-hmm. the same thing it just thought it was pretty neat. I mean, yeah. they're, I'm pretty sure the animators were still 
being bullied and under the gun back then. So any way to save time to make the movie, you know, up to par, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. As long as it looks good. And it did. So, so at the, at the parks, sorry, uh, the, the, at the Disney parks, do they have people in the Robin Hood costumes come out? Nope. I've never seen one ever. I saw one on an episode of Modern Family. Where one of the guys, I guess one of the girl's ex-boyfriends or boyfriends was working at Disneyland and he was wearing a Little John costume. Okay. I'm like, holy shit, how old is that thing? So they still got him. Okay. They just, you know, don't bring him out. And I want to say, even when I worked there, I never saw it. But I do remember when I first started there, costuming for the characters was in a different spot and I'd walk by it. And I think I remember seeing the Robin Hood, like, head like stashed away through a window. I think I remember that, but I don't ever remember seeing the character walk <laughs> in the park. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, my two things, uh, well, just one, I just want to say the Robin Hood movies in general have kind of set up movies better than they could hope for with an, almost every representation of Robin Hood I've seen. Like little Robin Hood's caught, little John comes and saves him at the end. So, like, in movies like Braveheart, you think that's going to happen, and it doesn't. Or Game of Thrones. And so I just like that, how this is the happier version, and it sets up people's expectations, because people grew up with this. And then when you see these other movies, and you just expect it, especially when their buddies are in the crowd, and you, oh, this is where it's going to happen. This is where little John's going to, oh, no. No. <laughs> Those are his guts coming in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's one thing I wanted to mention. And the other I found out during my research is that there was an alternate ending to this, in which... When hmm. he jumps from the tower and they're shooting arrows at him, one of the arrows actually gets him and uh, wounds him. And Little John takes him back to ta- to their little village or whatever. And the other animals are like tending to his wounds. And Prince John and Hiss are tracking the blood trail left by him. And they're waiting for Little John to leave because he's trying to go get help from somebody else. He leaves only made Marion's behind and they threaten her and everything. And right when they're about to attack, uh, King Richard shows up and kind of saves the day and, uh, eh. and stuff happens. And then he forces fire. He forces, he makes fire tuck, marry Robin hood and, uh, main Marion. So I don't know which is better. It, that sounds kind of weird. Following yeah. the blood trail back seems a little, a little harsh. I don't know. So, just wanted to bring that up because I didn't know that until uh, yesterday. Yeah, I didn't know that. Hmm. All right. Well, then it's time to rate it. Uh, Alex, we got a scale is one to seven. One being poop, seven being <laughs> popcorn. Not poop. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alex, rate it. Oh, this is an easy number six for me. It's awesome. Maybe not technically the best Disney movie out there, but it's definitely the most fun. Great, lively characters. I can watch this whenever. I can watch this right now. Like, right after we're recording, I'll probably watch it again. Okay. Scott? Uh, I always agonize over these. Uh, Yeah, I gotta give it a six. This is probably my, my favorite Disney animated movie. So, uh, yeah, watching it again still holds up. Again, there's some weird stuff that I never thought about before, like The Minstrel, which I don't know why, which just rubbing the wrong way, and the 70s music. But uh, otherwise, still good. Okay. 
I think I'd give this six a two, and I think going into this, I thought I was going to give us a seven. You, uh, you gave this six a two? Two. T-O-O. Um, oh. <laughs> like, going in, this definitely was my favorite Disney movie, and I don't... I think now what I need to do is go back and rewatch some of these old classics and see if they've all fallen down so this one just stays at top, or if there's a shift in something. But I still, as far as a Disney movie for my childhood, this is right up there, so... Easy six for me. Uh, although I thought it was a seven. Um, all right. So what's our t- crossover list, Alex? Uh, great disguises. Since Robin Hood in this movie also has a handful of great disguises. The gypsy, the blind guy, that's the beggar. I don't know, he almost falls out of character in that one. And the uh, the stork. Yeah. Yeah. So my number five is Tobias Funke. As Mrs. Featherbottom. <laughs> you already took one off my list. <laughs> no, would you like a sausage in the mouth? Or as they call him in jolly old England, a banger in the mouth. <laughs> it's me, Tobias. <laughs> he jumps from the staircase. Oh. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott. Number five. Uh, number five is uh, from Total Recall. Oh, damn it. You guys are taking my... I'm not, I'm not even talking about uh, Hauser and Quaid. I know. I'm talking about two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and a, a close third to those two would be the when Arnie puts on the weird turban. <laughs> but well, That was to muffle the signal. That wasn't the disguise. Uh, eh. Uh, yeah, the the weird. Uh, I, I don't even know what the hell how to qualify that costume, that disguise that he had. But he's yeah, he's a uh, a robot, an older robot woman. I, I don't know how to. <laughs> uh, yeah, because he's got a robot mask. Yep. Yeah, and it's only programmed to say like two or three things. Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> Get ready for a surprise. Yeah, what they program that in Oh, well. All right. Uh, my number five. Well, this is not the best disguise. I just think it, it's just cool. And it's uh, Point Break, the president mask that they all wear. I wouldn't really call it a disguise, but I just it's something that popped in my head right away. And I like yeah, it's a disguise. I like the way just having the presidents and their nice suits robbing the banks. So uh, there it is. Point Break. The what was it? Called? What, what was her name? The presidential. The ex-presidents. Ex-presidents. There you go. Yeah. All right, Alex, mm-hmm. number four. My number four, we're going way back with this one. To ancient Greece. And Odysseus, when he comes back to his island, and he's uh, magically disguised as an old man. And only, like, his son uh, recognizes him. And he tells him to be patient. Now is not the time to strike. And then all hell breaks loose. Yep. Yeah? He's definitely disguised. That works. What, no good? No, that works. Alright. It's one of your favorites. It is. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say the Trojan horse. <laughs> Out of disguise. Kind of. That's a good one. Alright, Scott. Okay. So, uh, number four. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure this was also on Jeff's list. It's mm-hmm. uh, uh, Final Fantasy... Seven. Right. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, Alex knows where I'm going with this. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, when they're uh, it, at the, the wall and uh, they have to get some information from Don Corneo. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> uh, the main character, Cloud, is, is forced to dress up as a woman. And if you play your cards right, uh, you'll be chosen uh, by this by this local gangster uh, to to spend the night with him out out of the other two women that are actually are women. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you choose the costume correctly, uh, and it's all pretty hilarious. Um, yep. The uh, all the other characters like comment on on like on like how good he actually looks like in drag and how the the other two women in your in your party like comment how they're jealous. And, yeah. Kind of like a uh, Dave Foley. Yes, he <laughs> he's got yeah. the games, <laughs> news radio, and kids in the hall. He's uh, even the guys from Kids in the Hall. You know, Dave always made the best woman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff, for taking it off your list. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I have to find another one. <laughs> but I'll go with this one. This this disguise requires a giant, a wheelbarrow, and a Holocaust cloak. <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so the big Dread Pirate Roberts. Uh, <laughs> the big Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> yeah. From the Princess Bride, as you guys all know. That's my number four. Alex. Oh, but we need a Holocaust cloak. Where are we going to get one of those? <laughs> Where'd you get that? Miracle Max said I could have it. <laughs> where did you leave? Oh, man. Where did you leave the wheelbarrow with the albino head? With the albino. <laughs> All right. Alex. Uh, number three is Val Kilmer's The Saint. Very cheesy Wait. movie. It, it does not hold up. Yes, Jeff? Oh, I'm trying to remember it. I'm sorry. I'm thinking out loud. Yeah, he's wearing so many faces in that movie, you don't even know. But yeah, he starts off as some Australian bloke. bloke. Hey, mate. And then he dresses as an artist to fool uh, Elizabeth Shue. And then he actually dresses pretty convincingly as the main villain in a very hilarious scene that they have. And then at that nutty professor type of character that he has, Chivas H, this fucking movie. But it's schlocky, but I still love it. Oh, I'm looking at pictures now. Okay. Yeah, I kind of remember this now. <laughs> should put this on my list. Fucking movie gooey on this thing. Well, I I love Elizabeth Shue in this movie, so you can put this on the list. I'll be all right yeah. with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Scott. Okay. So, uh, number three. Um, the disguise doesn't get used for long, um, but it's incredibly effective. And that would be Hannibal Lecter. Uh, oh, damn it. Yeah, that's good. From Silence of the Lambs. Uh, Gross. Big, big spoilers. But, uh, yeah, Hannibal basically cuts a dude's face off and then puts his face on him himself to make people think that it's that he's like an injured man. And he gets carried out. And with the, the help of a... Uh, I don't... Uh, a, the thing at the end of... They, they put it at the end of pens, like a clip... I guess, oh, yeah, yeah. He 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 escapes everything else. Uh, so yeah, uh, guy. That's awesome one. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah, gross. All right. Uh, my number three was gonna be uh, Featherbottom, but since you took it and you took my Total Recall, 
I'm going to move some things around here. And I will go with every Mission Impossible movie ever. Like, <laughs> the fake faces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, this really shouldn't be on my list, but just took me other two. got to talk about something. So the uh, I'll go with the first one since that's the one I remember the most. Just the fake faces, especially at the end when he has the John Voight face on and he gets Claire, whatever her name was, to confess. There it is. What's his name? I haven't even seen the new one. What? Ethan, Ethan Hunt. Ethan, Ethan Hunt. I almost said Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hunt. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex. Number one. Number two. My number two is uh, Cal L. Always disguised as Clark Kent. Holy shit! That's awesome. I didn't think of any my, superheroes. Fuck. By far, my favorite is, of course, Christopher Reeves. Where it's not because you could actually. See it in Jeff, though, it's like he yeah. turns into Clark Kent, he puts on the glasses, and he hunches over. And even though he's like seven feet tall, he, God. he just his attitude, yeah. <laughs> his attitude and his meekness makes him look like, uh, you know, 5'2 and whatnot. He's like, oh, he's always, you know, following Lois around like a little lost puppy and everything. And then, you know, that one scene when Lois finally discovers that he's Superman, he just raises up and you can see his, holy shit, Superman. That's awesome. That's yeah. I didn't think of any as like or Bruce Wayne. I didn't think of any of those. So that's good. Kudos, sir. Kudos. Ooh, thank you, Scott. Uh, number one was Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, Chris Free. Just basically everything Alex said. Right. It's the spit curl. Two? The spit curl. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, we're doing number twos. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so my number two, um, going back to the video games. Uh, <laughs> Is uh, and, and this was through I don't know how many games four or five, uh, but basically Snake as a cardboard box. <laughs> Strong, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh, what was that noise? Oh, it's just a box. The most effective uh, disguise in all the video games. <laughs> yeah, a, a moving cardboard box. Yes. <laughs> so you basically get a box. It goes in your inventory, and then you just like. Hide inside of the box, and like, like yeah, you can run around. Yeah, you'd be surprised, like, yeah, how far you can get just hiding in a fucking box without mm-hmm. without without enemies like aggroing on you. Uh, I know in Metal Gear Solid there was like a whole thing where uh, you you had to go to this area that had a bunch of wolves in it, and you could either fight the wolves or I forget how exactly, but you'd get uh, some like wolf pups to, like pee on the box. Yeah. On a box, and then you just go through the the entire area, like inside the box, and the wolves will leave you alone. Because you smell like one of them. Yeah, you smell like wolf pee. Yeah, pretty clever. Because a dog who smells pee doesn't immediately run over there and pee on it themselves. <laughs> hey, as long as it like, keeps you from getting eaten by wolves. Yeah, that's true. They should at least have not done that. Every dog that you ran by would just wouldn't attack you, but would pee on you. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, he would be a marked man. Whoa. You're listening to this, Hey-o. Kojima? Put this in uh, what's Death Stranding, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Royalties. All right. <laughs> My number two comes from uh, Team America World Police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes through that whole surgery. Oh, God. It's the most inappropriate <laughs> thing ever, and it's hilarious. <laughs> it's but, the worst costume. Yeah. He goes to trying to infiltrate the... Middle Eastern terrorists. I already forgot the whole plot of the story, but basically they do, they have all these like montage of all these technical things going, and they basically just glued a bunch of 
hair to his face. And, oh my gosh! Yeah, the the fic- the fictitious uh, Dirk Stan. Yeah, <laughs> and then they and then just speaking gibberish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Team America. That was the terrible but hilarious disguise. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number one. My number one, Kaiser Sose, disguised as verbal. So I thought about that. It's all about attitude. He doesn't even have to change his appearance. It's all just in the acting. But see, I everything. I, I thought about that, but then I, I couldn't, like, I, I, I didn't think of it as a disguise. If like, you guys are taking Clark sure Kent, I think you have to take this. Yeah. Okay. That's my opinion on it. I don't know. Because it's mm-hmm. more, it's not the glasses that makes Clark Kent. It's the all the other stuff that you guys talked about, so. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's why Kaiser Sose, best costume. <laughs> so verbal can't be the costume. Yes. Okay. There you go. All right, Scott, you said was uh, also <laughs> Clark. Anything else yeah. to add? Uh, nope. It's great. Uh, the spit curl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's that's the key ingredient. It's not the glasses. It's the spit curl. Mm-hmm. Wait, but the spit curl is when he's Superman, not when he's Clark Kent. That's what I'm saying. Like... Yeah, he gets rid of it. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the lack of it. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Um, all right, my number one. Who would have thought Star Wars? It's Boosh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it's... some fucking Boosh. There it is. Yeah. All right. Hey, you thought. Return of the Jedi, Princess Leia dressed up as the bounty hunter Boosh to save Han Solo. Come on. He's holding up the detonator. What about Han Solo disguised as an Imperial at at Pilot, he's got the the walkie-talkie to his face, right? Or him and Luke as stormtroopers in A New Hope. I, there was yeah. a couple of them, but I just wanted to hear Scott say the line, so I'm picking Boosh. <laughs> <laughs> when Kenobi has a crate dragon. <laughs> there, there you go. go. Um, who thought I was going to have Star Wars in my list? I bet nobody out there. I didn't. What's a Star War? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, that's it. Thanks. We did put this on Facebook, and we had lots of good feedback from people who uh, enjoyed this movie. So, oh, cool. Daniel specifically enjoys it. Makes his, his kids said he liked it too. So, I'm yeah. glad a lot of other people like it as well. At least our generation, yeah, it seems to be the people who would be interesting. I was like his kids are watching now because of his parents, but other ones who don't have that luxury. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see. All right. Anyway, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So, have you heard about this? Uh, there's an out, they announced the uh, Mayweather-Pacquiao sequel. Oh, I didn't yeah. hear about this. Do tell. <laughs> Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather two: the search for more money. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what the script says. I think it's going to be a hell in a cell match. It's going to be thumbtacks on the yeah on the mat. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be at the top of the cage. There's going to be a briefcase hanging from it. It's going to have $50,000. <laughs> yep. And, and a ladder. Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar's going to break in and just knock one of the two out. Whoever he's aligned with. I don't know. He's going to betray both of them. Yeah, probably. He's going to he's triple knock cross. Out Pacquiao first. Mayweather's going to go, all right, we did it. He's going to knock him out. And grab the briefcase for himself. And then Mr. Fuji's so gonna money, come folks, out. We just salt. spoiled the whole fight. 
All right, I'm just looking it up to, to verify, Alex. Uh, December 8th, <laughs> according to sources, Showtime pay-per-view, almost certainty. Uh, MGM Grand. <sighs> or, no, no, possibilities. There's a bunch of them, but I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. And the odds are for Mayweather, of course. Who cares about this fight? I know. And uh, it's believed he will walk away with $150 million for the fight. I don't know who that is. Mayweather, I guess. I hope Pacquiao, like, the bell rings that he just walks out the ring. Yeah, yeah. like that other guy. <laughs> I already got paid, son. Good. I'm out. All right, Cybernium News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, uh, keeping it even more brief than usual this keeping week. Keeping it real. Uh, so apparently a lot of news went out this, this week that uh, Henry Cavill was was out as soups. Uh, uh, was the, it just a strategy to get more money? I don't know, but uh, it all started with uh, some news that got out that he would not be appearing uh, as a Superman in the upcoming Shazam movie. Uh, we would be making a cameo with that. Although apparently he's not going to have any cameo in the Aquaman movie either. Uh, but, but that said, uh, that sparked this whole thing about how um, he was done as Superman, that was going to be it, someone else was going to play it. But then... There was like some other tweets that went out from like Cavill and his uh, manager, where they basically said like they didn't say no, but they didn't confirm anything either. They're just like, oh no, 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 the 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 cape is still in Cavill's closet or whatever it was. So, so there we are. Um, you know, I I don't think that that Henry Cavill has been the problem with the 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 two three Superman movies that he's been in now. True. Um, but I but I don't feel like they're ready for a reboot yet either. Um, <laughs> when has DC cared about that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess they, <laughs> they do the same thing with... They've been doing the same thing with Spider-Man. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it it's just weird to, to think about that kind of starting over already. Um, so we'll, we'll see how things go, I guess. Uh... Well, he's Geralt now. <laughs> yeah, he's, the Witcher, yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, his, he's got, he's got, that he's got a full, money, son. full docket. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what what plans, if any, there are for another uh, Justice League movie. Um, but yeah, it's just gonna be weird, kind of continuing on with the DCEU without him. I guess not that it's gonna be that big of a deal because not only anybody cares about those movies. Uh, so there, that is. Um, so one thing I like to add to that. So uh, I agree with Lee. Henry Cavill is not the problem. He hasn't had a chance. He did a bad Man of Steel movie, in my opinion. But a lot of people like it. I don't think Alex likes it. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other ones, like Batman v Superman, wasn't his movie. Other the Justice League wasn't his movie. So and he was the best part of that. I think everyone liked when he fought all the Justice League and um, him. Other stuff. So, yeah, I think he needs to have a chance. <laughs> CGIing but, out the mustache. Yeah, well, it's not his fault. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I heard because of this, they also mentioned Ben Affleck's officially out. He's still going to be on, like, behind the scenes, but out as Batman, which has been a r- rumored for a long time. So, if you reboot it, but then you don't want to lose, like, uh, what's her face is Wonder Woman, or we'll see how this Aquaman works. So it was kind of weird that, like, they just kind of. We still have these two, but then now we have different actors for Batman and Superman. 
Well, they, that's easy. They can just make the Justice League with like uh, uh, which of the, the Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. <laughs> yeah, because people want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. You'd be surprised how many people like Booster Gold. <laughs> I'm not. He's I wouldn't an awesome be some character. Booster Gold's like is like the Star Lord of the DC universe. Even more pathetic. Because <laughs> he came from the... I don't know if you guys know the backstory. For the audience that doesn't know. He's from the far future and he came back in time because he thought the future take with tech that he has would make him super rich and famous. But no, he's like... The, along with the Blue Beetle, he's kind of like the laughing stock of the JLA and the hero society at large. And he's just stuck in the 21st century now. So so in the... I thought he was the Blue Beetle. No, no. I don't know anything In, in the DC... <laughs> Animated stuff. The Blue Beetle is actually uh, pretty important. Well, that's the new Blue Beetle, right? That actually has magic powers. He doesn't have magic powers, but he's not just Batman light. It's a sight. Well, no, the Blue Beetle is like he's got like this uh, kind of. It's not a suit, but it's um, a basically like an implant, like an alien implant that like will form around him like a suit and gives him all these like super powerful things to do. Uh, then, yeah, that's kind of the newer Blue Beetle. Because, yeah, in the comic books and the older version, the original version of the Blue Beetle, he's kind of like Batman, only with less money and his tech isn't as good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he all gets right. shot in the head <laughs> by Ted Cord. Spoilers. So anyway, it's we- it'd be weird if they replace them, <laughs> but don't replace the other two. Uh people and i don't want them at least i definitely don't want them to replace wonder woman uh i yeah it doesn't seem like there's any danger judgment on aquaman (laughs) sorry doesn't seem like there's any danger in that unless she just doesn't want to do it anymore i agree it would just be a little bit weird if she comes back as of another justice league and then all of a sudden it's like it's not matt damon and it's no if it is matt damon (laughs) it should be matt damon Damon. (laughs) yeah matt damon okay all right uh that and just a little bit of news about uh a, a spinoff from Fast and Furious. Uh, I, I fucking forget what the last one was called. Fast and Furious 8 or Fast 8 or... I, I don't Fast know. Fast and Furious, I fucking forgot. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Fast and Furious, they, they just keep fucking changing the titles around so you can't keep track of them. Uh, but uh, the naming scheme just keep changing. But they're, they're going to do a, a Hobbs and... Uh, and Shaw movie, uh, that that being The Rock and Jason Statham's characters. So, you know, I guess we're getting more of that universe. <laughs> I mean, it's directed by the the guy that did, I think, the last John Wick or the first John Wick. I can't remember which, and Deadpool two. So, mm, maybe some okay. good action, anyways. Yeah. And I'm always up for some Rock, and uh, he's basically been the best part about those movies, at least the last couple. Uh, I do think it's funny for anybody that was paying attention to the last couple of Fast and Furious movies uh, about how they go from mortal enemies to, to being like cool with each other. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't really make sense, but <laughs> they just kind of wrote it that that's how things ended. So yeah. so here we are for the spinoff. Uh, yep, that's basically it. Another, another tentpole movie coming from The, from the Rock. Although... Um, Turns out that he's not automatic gold at the box office. Uh, I guess. No, we're rock fatigue, bro. Yeah, probably. Well, I don't know. We're not superhero t- <laughs> fatigue yet. Yeah. Uh, but I guess um, Rampage didn't do great. Uh, 
the skyscraper, skyscraper probably didn't do great. Um, so yeah, he he's mortal after all. Uh, but I'm sure this will yeah. all, this will all be fixed once the Jungle Cruise movie comes out and the mm-hmm. this new Black Fast Adam. and Furious, <laughs> if that ever comes out. Uh, Do you know how the the Meg did by any chance? Hate you, Alex. What? The Meg's the thing that let me that made me lose my movie pool. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So no, it it, it 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 crushed its uh, whatever its budget was. I'm sure. There it is. The so, rock. Uh, that was Jason Statham. He's back. Statham. He's back after a short hiatus. Jason Statham was in the Meg, not not the Rock. Oh, what? He's not in it. I thought he was in it. It was Jason Statham. Oh, my bad. Well, they look so much alike. <laughs> I know they're practically the same guy. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's basically all I wanted to talk about. Uh, Alex, I know you wanted to mention something. Yeah, I started playing Spider-Man for the PS4. It's pretty great. With a Spider-Man game, what you have to nail is traversals, and it's a ton of fun just uh, web-slinging through the city. It's awesome. It feels great when, you know, when you don't mess it up. It's actually the the player that can just jack up the momentum and everything, but when you hit everything on the dot, man, it feels awesome. So, yeah, go out and try it if you haven't. Uh, If it dips in price, you know, go get it then. But it's good. Action's good. The story's good so far. I recommend. All right. I'm jealous. Wish I had a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have seen like people posting like Easter eggs, and you can like see uh, Doctor Strange's uh, house, for lack of a better word. I can't think oh, of yeah. it right now. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw it. I seen it. Jessica Jones' uh, detective office. I can't remember any things right now, but you can see there's all these... Di- cool Easter eggs that I've been watching people post. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Which that's the one thing the bat, the Batman games had, but they were all Batman stuff. Like they do mention Metropolis a couple times. Like, oh, that weirdo in Metropolis. But that's about it. The rest is all <laughs> just pure Batman stuff from what I could tell. Maybe there are other stuff that I missed, but this one, it seems like it's full on Marvel. Like I'm sure like the Baxter buildings there somewhere and all the other cool uh, Stark, stuff maybe there i don't know i live it really cool mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully it's there yeah it's pretty yeah it's pretty neat because they have you um one of the fetch quests or whatever is going around and taking pictures of landmarks and a lot of them are from new york city but some of them are yeah like you said the uh that church where dr dr strange lives yeah and uh oscorp and stuff like that nice very cool yeah go to hell's kitchen and fight daredevil <laughs> I'll try that. Yeah, I wonder if you at least go to Hell's Kitchen. There's got to be something there. Like he, yeah. uh, his lawyer, him and not Bucky, whatever his no, name. Foggy. Yeah, I was trying. Foggy. Yeah, there was an ad for. Uh, uh, there was a flyer posted somewhere for an attorney. I'm like, oh, is this Murdoch? Murdoch and Nelson, and or something like, like that. Yeah. Uh, no, it isn't. It's for some other lawyer. I, I didn't care. Uh, <laughs> cool. But yeah, it's pretty awesome so far. All right. Uh, I don't have much. I haven't really seen anything other than Robin Hood and uh, still watching Better Call Saul. Uh, did we talk about the, them announcing at Disneyland they're going to start serving booze in Star Wars Land? So the first time mm-hmm. in the park besides Club 33? I don't think yeah. so. Like we, I think we talked about it. I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast. So. Oh, well, then there you go. Yeah. 
be interesting. I you know it's got. I think you have to stay within the restaurant. I don't think you can like walk around through the land. I think you just have to be limited to one of the space bars, cantinas. But just just oh, that'll be easy. <laughs> just make it even more crowded over there. Good job, Disney. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Jerks. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'm as much as I love the drink. I kind of am on board with keeping uh. The riffraff out, but the prices are so high there, you're not going to get riffraff. It's not like... <laughs> yeah, you're, so, you're, you're only getting rich drunks. <laughs> yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was just cool. Um, I, although I was, we mentioned, very disappointed in the one in Hollywood that we went to. Hopefully, uh, this one actually is a Star Wars one. It doesn't have Lilo yeah. and Star Trek <laughs> stuff behind it. Yeah, a Spock in the bathroom handing toiletries. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I got. So, um... Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.